Welcome to localjobnetwork.com radio. Your attention now is directed to Minding Your P's and Q's, a show that studies the sensitive and sometimes treacherous subject of business etiquette. I'm your host, Tim Muma. Today we're discussing body language and its loud silence, some of those things you might be saying without actually saying it, and the importance of all of it. I'm joined by lead image consultant Johanna Duckworth. She comes to us today from Creative Images to give us an expert's point of view. Johanna, thanks for giving us your time today. Thank you so much for um, having me. Definitely a pleasure to have you in and looking forward to some of the comments you have, some of the knowledge you bring to us. And really to start off, just to give people an idea of who you are, where you come from, talk a little bit about maybe your uh, your company's role in the world of employment and, and your experiences too. Sure. Creative Images is a full-service image consulting company, and really what we do is we specialize in image branding, wardrobe solutions, and business etiquette training. So we are the people that you come to when people kind of have those challenges with their employees, if you will, in the workplace. We're the ones who um, deliver the message, help your employees' image line up with the company's brand. We also do some, you know, youth development work in the nonprofit profit sector with helping youth as well. Okay, great. Well, obviously then kind of a perfect fit for us hopefully today. Yes. And, you know, you kind of mentioned on it and we are talking about body or body language and kind of what that entails, but especially in the workplace. And specifically kind of the one thing I, I looked at first is the idea of that first impression. Someone walks into the boss's office, walks into a meeting, What are kind of those first things that people pick up on from somebody non-verbally? Well, I would say one of the first things that people pick up on is certainly poison posture. So how someone is carrying their self, you can pick up a person's level of confidence even from their... Um, their posture, their body language, how they shake your hand communicates, you know, um, if they're nervous or not. So just those kind of things, eye contact, um, things that uh, allow people to know if you're engaged in the conversation or even if your arms are crossed, whether you're going to be defensive or not, you know, in the conversation. So those are just a few things very quickly that um, people will pick up on, you know, Uh, Research indicates that it only takes seven seconds to form an impression on someone. So it doesn't take very long, you know, even before we can get the words out of our mouth. Mm -hmm. um, People kind of generalize, you know, how this interaction is going to be. Right, right. No, that's a good point. And you're right. A lot of stuff I saw, too, it's pretty common that they say, like, you know, 10 percent of the messages are are out of our mouths. The rest of it's that that body language. So um, that's kind of right on there. And you touched a little bit on the specifics that we do want to get into um, and maybe just kind of break it down a little bit more. So we'll kind of hit on these as we go along. Maybe, you know, we add some more details in. And the first thing that you did bring about was the the thought of posture, the idea of posture. In terms of not just that first impression, but when you're in a meeting or you're talking with somebody, um, you know, how you how you move, even the idea of where you sit or how you're sitting in your chair what are some some of the things that maybe people portray in terms of posture when they are sitting down or even standing in a situation? Well, you know, a lot of times uh, people can get pretty comfortable mm-hmm. in today's society. And so we kind of have the tendency to slouch, slouch over in our chairs, um, to be, you know, our shoulders aren't back. So those are just a few things, Whether how even how we cross our legs, you know. So there's, there's different ways that we can move our body that will suggest Either we are feeling tired or overwhelmed with a situation and 
uh, I would say, versus whether or not we're we're ready to pay attention. We we are alert. Mm-hmm. So I think it just it certainly depends on um, you know your your body language really has to do with in my mind what's actually going through your brain at the time. A lot of times you can tell if someone is tired, if they're stressed out, you know, just by how their body language is. Sure, and you know. It- you bring up the point about being comfortable, and I feel like that happens with me a lot, where if we're in a meeting, I tend to kind of lean back in my chair, arms crossed. And I know some people will say, oh, that seems like you're not open you know, to discussion. You're not, um, you know, you're not ready to hear other ideas or take criticism or whatever. And to me, I just literally I'm feeling comfortable, and sometimes I'm self-conscious about that. So how do you balance your posture as far as you know, showing, hey, I'm, I, I'm willing, I'm just, I'm just comfortable here? Yeah, you know, I think it's something that as professionals, we always have to be cognizant of and we have to practice, sure. you know, and, and the good thing is, is that if you teach the youth while they're young, they'll form a habit of it and it won't be so challenging. Okay. But I think the the thing is, is that we have to be mindful. Um, you know, we're, we have stepped out of our office now into the presence of other people. Now it's time for us to, you know, kind of ch- make that shift. And it's something that we have to practice. So I would say, you know, yes, it is, you know, it's, it's normal. It's comfortable for us to kind of be leaned back, um, I would say, to listen to what's being said. But at the same time, it's very easy to give going back again to those impressions and say, for example, if there's people in the room that don't know you, um, being mindful of that. And that leads us kind of to a second part of the idea of eye contact. Obviously, when you're first meeting somebody, it's important to to engage them in that way. The question I always had are things like in a one-on-one conversation. I tend to try to really focus on having that eye contact, but that can be a negative too because you don't want somebody to be uncomfortable staring them down. So in terms of the at first, at least a one-on-one conversation, guidelines to that eye contact, what's appropriate, what's professional versus, you know, you want to stay away from. Right. Well, I would say, you know, as far as um, initially encountering someone, it certainly is very important to engage them with your eyes. Um, Typically, you know, the rule kind of goes when someone is talking to you, you're looking at them and that person may be, you know, looking at you and then looking away and then looking at you for a few seconds and then looking away. You know, we, we you definitely don't want to get into a staring contest, <laughs> a staring match, because, again, like you said, that makes people feel um, uncomfortable. So what I usually do is, you know, when I'm looking at someone, um, I may find a spot on their head or sure. something, you right. know. So just to let them know that I'm looking and um, that I am attentive, excuse me, by looking, but then making sure that I'm not staring at them, mm-hmm. that it's not a glare, you right. know. So there certainly is a, is a difference. And I think those are the things, again, that we have to be that we have to be conscious of. Sure. Well, I like you bring up pointing out or looking at something on their head somewhere because uh, I kind of follow the advice my wife gives to our two young boys when like thanking somebody. She says, just look at their nose. That way you don't have to feel like uncomfortable, like you're staring at them. So yes, I kind of follow that advice. So you're, you're talking along the same lines. Um, how about during a meeting where you obviously have a group of people, um, you know, maybe you have someone who's leading the meeting or a boss who is, you know, the focal point and maybe they asked you the question. What's the balance there of, you know, eye contact with them versus 
touching on other people in the room? Well, I think it's, you know, if especially if you are being directly asked a question, it is certainly important for you to um, look at the person who is asking you the question, but then also you want to engage the room as well. So, you know, taking a, just split seconds to look around to your left, to your right, to pe- other people that are in the room. That kind of brings us to the next idea that people have questions about all the time, it seems like, because it's common. And um, the idea of handshakes, particularly when you're first meeting somebody, getting introduced, um, especially in a business setting, it should seem so simple, but maybe as a refresher kind of thing, how what are the guidelines to just, just that good, solid handshake that you really should have in a business setting? Um, that's a, actually a really good question. There are four different kinds of handshakes. Um, the first one is a normal handshake. Uh, that handshake should be brief, firm. Um, and it really conveys confidence and professionalism. The second one is a limp handshake. Everyone's probably familiar with that, um, where it's really loose, kind of weak. The person, um, the kind of hands look like spaghetti, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and that communicates a lack of confidence. The third one is a prison handshake. Have you ever heard of that before? Never, never, ever, ever. (laughs) Yeah, me neither until I started doing uh, research and and facilitating about these um, different subjects. And that is when the handshaker holds the person's hand for too long. Okay. You know, and that really is saying, hey, what is in this for me? Sure. And the fourth one is a called a jackhammer handshake. And that's really the vigorous handshake, you know, <laughs> too long. And what that's really demonstrating is power, okay. you know, someone's power over you. Right. So those are really the, the different uh, kinds of handshakes that are out there. And most people kind of fall in the middle between too limp you right. know, mm-hmm. or else too powerful, sure. you know, on that jackhammer side. So it's, it's really very important that that we're mindful, first of all, of whose hand we're shaking. Right. You know, if, if you are a male shaking a female's hand, um, well, you don't you don't want to be too aggressive sure. because that can also communicate some things, you know, in between the lines, if you will, um, you know, like your power over that person or maybe some. Um, unintended flirting even. Okay. So, you know, being mindful of those things as well. Right. And as you said, a lot of people fall somewhere in between kind of these, these four areas. So, I mean, is there, are there certain tips or tricks you can, you can kind of give to people that just say, you know, if you stay within these kind of guidelines, you'll be fine. You won't be seen as somebody who had that weak handshake or just that overpowering one that, you know, maybe portrayed that aggressiveness. Yes. I would say, you know, making sure that your hand, first of all, is, is at your side, that you're not overextending yourself. Sure. You know, to to greet that person. And then when when you take the person's hand, making sure that your four fingers are wrapped underneath the person's mm-hmm. hand and your thumb is over because you don't nobody wants to shake a half of a hand. Right, And that is what <laughs> happens. You get just kind of the fingers and then you feel like, well, I can't really shake your hand. I'm just, yes. yeah, it's really awkward. <laughs> it is awkward. And so, you know what? Um, it, it seems elementary almost, sure. but it's something that you, you kind of need to practice, practice with your kids, practice with your spouse, just to make sure, um, practice with your mom or dad or whomever, <laughs> you know, just to make sure you're, you're doing doing it correctly because most people don't even know right you know that they're doing that they're just so used to some people have issues with holding people's hands you oh, know sure. yeah. um, and that 
you know, can communicate a lot of different things, but you have to, even if it's, you know, if you're a germaphobe, you know, <laughs> you just kind of have to, you know, bite the bullet at the moment right. and, and do it because in, in this culture is what we do to sure. greet someone. And that's why we have these um, unbelievably important shows on localjobnetwork.com is just to give people the idea that, you know, these things are out there and, and maybe they don't know about it or maybe they don't understand those tips and tricks. So that's why we obviously have an expert in like you. One thing that is obvious to most people is facial expression. Um, oh, yes. Wh- no matter what you're saying or doing, your face, you know, can say a lot or a little in some cases. Um, smiles, we understand, are warm and inviting, that kind of thing. But what are some of the other facial cues that maybe people give off or that you um, maybe send a mixed message almost? Um, I would say that, you know, the eyes, you know, the eyebrows, raising of the eyebrows. Um, a lot of times people, you know, if, if they hear something that they don't agree with, you know, they will get a, a raise in the eyebrows. Sure. Uh, also, um, you know, kind of a turning up of the nose. Okay. You know, and, and people don't, re- and these are things that people don't realize <laughs> that right. they do, you know, because most people don't look in the mirror when they're talking. Mm-hmm. Um, but but what you don't realize is that people see that. And so if you don't agree with someone, it's okay. We live in the society where we don't have to agree with everyone. Right. But the key is to, you know, not let it affect you to the point where it's showing on your face. So making sure, you know, your muscles are relaxed in your face. I have to practice keeping my face in a certain position. You know, I do. I, I have to practice it because it's a lot of times I'm in meetings. I'm like, oh, my God, this is, oh. you know, that's what I want to do is just kind of slunch over in my chair, you know, roll my eyes to the top of my head. But, you know, I can't allow that expression to come through on my face. Right. And a lot of times people, what they don't realize is they can't let what they're thinking in their head come through on their face and so it takes it does take practice to do that you know and how do you practice that kind of thing because obviously a lot of it's just an in the moment where uh, you know unlike where you're practicing for an interview you can kind of go through questions and how you'd answer them but is it just something you have to be conscious of and and really make an effort to, to think about like you would when you were speaking all the time and just like you would you mentioned an interview you know people constantly um, drill people on interviews, you know, mm-hmm. those those different questions. What I would recommend doing, most cell phones have like some kind of video camera okay. on it these days. You know, just have someone even follow you with a cell phone <laughs> for even like an hour and just watch you communicate, engage with people. Even in your home, you would be surprised at what you do, you know, what right. you say, how it comes across to other people. And most people don't know that because they they don't even think twice about it. Sure. And I would offer up, not that I'm an expert in this area, but uh, if you have a husband or wife, that they probably can give you a good idea of what faces you make <laughs> and what that means. Uh, you know, I've gotten in trouble plenty with the faces I've made. So. Yes. And, you know, especially <laughs> college students, recent grads, you know, a lot of times they tend not to hold back their emotions right. as much as they should. Um, so for them also, you know, having someone 
with that video camera, I mean, you got people do it for everything else. You know, <laughs> they'll stop true. on the side of the road and do it for an accident or right. a fight or a car crash or what have you. So, you know what? If you want to perfect something, you have to work at it. Sure. Sure. Good. Good advice. With the facial expressions, obviously, kind of comes the ideas of head positioning and Maybe there aren't a lot of things you can do with it, but even just a tilt of the head or looking around the room, what kind of things might that convey to somebody when you're in a conversation with them? Um, You know, I would say head posture in my mind goes, um, excuse me, head position goes along with posture. And so, you know, I would say that you you certainly want to, you know, when you're listening to someone – a leaning in, moving the head from the left to the right, lets a person know that you're really engaged in the conversation. Sure. You know, there's a difference between hearing someone and listening to right. them, right? So we can hear a lot of different things, but that doesn't mean that we're paying attention. Right. And so you want to make sure that you do those, you know, those are just little gestures. And you don't have to do them, you know, throughout the whole conversation, but making sure every now and then you kind of throw that in right along those same lines in terms of movement positioning the hand and arms in terms of the movements the motions um you know know, a lot of people speak with their hands so to speak and Mm -hmm. you'll find maybe certain cultures are are more apt to do it or or certain personalities are more apt to do it what have you seen heard researched uh, and just your own opinion and knowledge as far as positives, negatives to to certain hand motions, hand movements that people might have when they're speaking? Well, I would say, you know, in our culture, it's it's certainly something that we see all the time. And um, I think that, you know, where it can become derogatory is that if you are speaking something aggressively, you know, and you begin to, you know, start to shake your finger, (laughs) you know, that then becomes derogatory. And that's something that you want to stay away from. So again, it is a form of emotion. And it's what we do, um, I believe, in this culture to, to help get over a message, you know, to help us communicate a message and the importance of it. So I think that, you know, it is it's certainly not anything wrong with it. But again, you have to watch it. Right. You know, it's something that you have to watch. And, um, you know, I, I find myself, especially when I'm facilitating, I am one of the people who talks, you know, with their hands. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody can see you, but you're still doing I do it too. I'm not... I'm not making funny by any means, but <laughs> <laughs> right. But when I, if I'm in a um, something that requires some conflict resolution, you know, I really have to watch it then because I don't want it to be uh, taken as though I'm being overly aggressive okay. in this situation. Right. And what about little things like maybe just holding your hands behind your back, or you, you mentioned, you know, folding your hands across your chest can convey certain things, but maybe little things, not not such the the big aggressive. Um, talking points, but little things like that. Are, are there certain things that are good, bad, doesn't really matter? I mean, just what you come across? You know what? Most of the time, hand movements, um, keeping your hands under control, it really is, you know, a sign of nervousness. Sure. And so what people do, different tactics, putting the arms behind the back, that's just really to 
try to control, you know, someone's nervousness, help them to feel more comfortable. And I do think that it's okay. However, I think that if you are, you know, in a position again of if you're facilitating or if you're in a large meeting with a number of people, you know, keeping your hands behind your back the whole time, you know, isn't the best thing to do. Okay. Yeah. So I would say, you know, mix it up. You don't want to do, um, you know, kind of taking the, the, the whole adage of too much of anything can be, sure. you know, kind of harmful. So making sure that you, you know, you kind of have a variety. And again, these things sound elementary, but if you practice it in your spare time, you know, you'll have a better handle on how it comes across. Well, we've certainly covered a lot of areas already, but there's still plenty more to touch on regarding body language here on Minding Your P's and Q's. We're running low on time, so with lead image consultant Joanna Duckworth here sharing her knowledge and experience, we'll have to cut our time short right now. If you do have any ideas or suggestions, please email them to us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. However, if you do want to hear more about this topic, there will be a part two, and you can find that on localjobnetwork.com. Just click on the radio tab near the top of your screen, and you'll be able to find part two of this where we'll pick up the conversation later. So until we talk again next time, I'm Tim Muma.